Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, welcome to Horror vs. Reality. I'm Anastasia. Miss Anna, if you're nasty. This is Morgan. <laughs> I am and our... nasty Morgan. Mm-hmm. Mm. And our guests today are the blood booze. Oh my god, my brain just broke. Blood Guts and Booze <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> and uh, their names are Kendra and Olivia. Welcome, guys. Hello, hello. Hi, how are you? We are excellent. Just doing excellent. Yes. Okay, so today's episode is The Strangers from 2008 versus The Ketty Cabin Murders. Yay! Woohoo! (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this is directed by Brian Bertino. And uh, the cast is actually... Well, I mean, one person is extremely well-known, and everybody else is kind of sort of (laughs) well-known. So, Scott Speedsman, uh, Speedman, uh, as James. Scott's probably most well-known for J.J. Abrams' TV show Felicity. He played Ben Covington, who the title character followed to college despite basically not knowing the guy at all. Uh, you may also recognize him from the TV series Animal Kingdom or Underworld Evolution. Um, it also is reported that he will be in nearly every episode of season three of Netflix's You. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a Which that, sh- that show got off the rails real fast, though. <laughs> like, that I really show's. Liked it. 
it's fun, but it's so batshit and soapy now that I'm like, I don't even know if I want to watch further. <laughs> yeah, it, I heard it makes some, me like sneak peek stuff is like what? Yeah, it makes me cringe a little bit too. <laughs> a lot of it makes me cringe. Season one wasn't bad. No, season one wasn't bad, but season two goes off the rails. Was that Kendra? Kendra, yeah. I'm not sure what she said. (laughs) Oh, I didn't didn't say anything. I just breathed. Oh, Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Sorry, I'll stop doing that. Good. Okay, so. Liv Tyler as Kristen. I feel like Liv Tyler is so famous, I shouldn't even have to explain her. But I realize that Gen Z and Younger may have no idea who the fuck she is. So, uh, Liv she Tyler... She did it. Huh? <laughs> I had no idea who she was. Oh, cool. Really? Well, I'm telling you who she is then. She okay, is so... a babe? Just saying? She, she is a total babe. She was, she's a terrible, terrible actress. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, Mar- my, my boyfriend Mark wholeheartedly agrees with you. Excellent. I really, I had never really thought about her acting that much, to be honest. And then I was talking about, you know, her being a known name. He's like, yeah, but she's a terrible actress. <laughs> she was Arwen. She was. Mm. She's Arwen in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Which is what I was gonna say. Um, you know, she's in all three, the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, she's also known for Empire Records. Her father is Steven Tyler of Aerosmith. Like, she's pretty fucking famous. Um, she was yeah, also- and that weird video, the music video. Do you remember that with her and Alicia Silverstone? Yes, it was uh, the one for Crying, I believe. Yeah, it was kind of yeah. weird because it was like a sexual, and like her dad was. She's like definitely on set. Her dad's music video. <laughs> Yeah, she's like stripping, and she's what was she like sixteen at that point? Oh I think, no, mm, I don't think she was that young, but she was pretty young. Like <laughs> I think she was maybe seven. <laughs> I think she was like maybe seventeen or eighteen. I'm not sure. She was pretty young though, for sure. Um. So, oh, she was also Betty Ross and the Incredible Hulk. Uh, for what? reference. For reference, that's the Good Hulk movie with Ed Norton, not the bad one directed by Ang Lee. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway Betty, she's. What'd you say? Betty who? Ross, I think. The one who made the flag? No, I think her name's just that, just the same. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. The Incredible Hulk's girlfriend is not the same person that made the flag. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know. <laughs> Well, I know what you said. Time jumping. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Is that even her fucking name? Who made the flag? I don't know, man. I think it is. I don't know. I don't know. Bad Americans. (laughs) We are bad Americans. Sorry. Like drill that into our head. Like every time, everything will pop up. Betty Ross is like Elizabeth Ross is a fictional character. Maybe her name wasn't fucking Betty Ross. Okay, it's something Ross. I think. Sorry. Right? <laughs> Isn't it? I don't know. Also. Anyway, okay. So, uh, Liv, T- Liv Tyler's got a long biography. Google her if you want to. Um, so Glenn Howerton as Mike. 
Now, Glenn is most well-known for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, fucking Dennis. Yes, he plays Dennis Reynolds, who is a borderline sexual predator, perpetual narcissist, <laughs> and part, <laughs> and part bo- bar owner with his two best friends and father, Frank Reynolds, played by Danny DeVito. Now, the show's hysterical. There's like 15 seasons. I think it's been renewed for several more. There are probably thousands of gifts from this show and several memes. Um, he's yeah, got a pretty he's good writer. He's like he's one of them, yeah. Yeah, they're all writers on I think except for like, like all D. writers and producers. Yeah, except for D. Really? I thought she wrote some. I don't think so. Mm. Um, I don't think so. I think it's just I think it's just Charlie and Rickety Cricket and yeah, Rickety Cricket's one of the writers. I forgot he was in this. Glenn Howerton? I mean, he's a really small role. He's like yeah, there and gone, but yeah, it's like five minutes spoilers. he's in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. super small part, but Fucking I mean, spoilers, guys. <laughs> I mean, our I whole know, show is about. a giant spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> um, he's also got a pretty good show on Peacock called AP Bio, where he is a disgraced former Harvard philosophy professor turned AP biology teacher. And it's basically what it would be like if Dennis from It's Always Sunny was a lot smarter, better educated, and had a little bit of a conscience. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Gemma Ward as Dollface. Uh, Gemma is an Australian supermodel with a few acting credits. Interestingly, she plays a mermaid named Tamara in Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Uh, It's fun. It's funny that her name is Tamara in that because in The Strangers, that's who she asks for when she knocks on the door. Oh, she does. Yeah, she goes, is Tamara there? And her character in Pirates of the Caribbean is named Tamara. So that's funny. Mm. Do they throw it back? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Um, So she, (laughs) she dated Heath Ledger right before he died. They spent Christmas together in their home city of Perth a month before he OD'd. Oh, yeah. oh no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kip Weeks um. as Bagface. He's not actually credited that. He's just called the man in the mask. But he's wearing like a burlap, burlap sack as a mask, which is a throwback to the town that dreaded sundown, which we will definitely cover at some point. Um, but I'm just calling him Bagface because I'm just, you know, putting a nose on a nose. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Like a walking, talking scarecrow. Yeah, man. <laughs> Except he doesn't have a single line in the whole movie. He doesn't yeah. say a word. Uh, Weeks hasn't really been in much in particular that's notable um, to me anyway. He did this one show called Ragged Island that was made entirely by people from Maine, filmed in Maine, about Maine, Maine cast, Maine crew. However, it never made it to a streaming service or a proper network and was only available to view on a small entertainment website called SFN. And after season one, it was only available on its own website, thus hindering it from ever having any chance of becoming a hit show. Damn, poor guy. Yeah, I know, right? Um, And then there's Laura Margulies as Pinup Girl. And Margulies is most notable for playing Daisy on the American ABC drama Dirty Sexy Money. And then Alex Fisher as Mormon Boy Number One, and Peter, <laughs> <laughs> and Peter Clayton Luce as Mormon Boy Number Two. Okay, 
So the film opens to James, Scott Speedman, and Kristen, Liv Tyler, arriving to James' parents' vacation home after a friend's wedding. A flashback to the parking lot of the reception venue reveals that James has just proposed to Kristen, but not ready, she's turned him down. Tension hanging in the air, James cancels Kristen and his planned road trip before calling his buddy Mike to pick him up in the morning. They aren't broken up, but they clearly need a little space from each other. Short yeah, it's awkward. It's super awkward. You're like, I feel like yeah. I'm seeing something I shouldn't be seeing. <laughs> Can I, like, leave the room? <laughs> no. Yeah. Awkward. Okay, so shortly after 4 a.m., there's a loud knock at the door, and a young blonde woman, Gemma Ward, whose face is obscured by purposefully poor lighting, asks the couple, is Tamara home? But is turned away by James, because there is no Tamara, and as far as he's concerned, there never has been at this house. Is it just me, or is Tamara like a terrible name? It sounds like the southern drawl way of saying tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I... it makes Think of the spice tamarind. <laughs> oh, that's fair too, yeah. Yeah. It's a very random name to pick. Like, it's, yeah. you don't hear it often. Yeah, like, not Ashley or something. Like, something really normal. Because <laughs> they probably wanted them to say, no, she's not here. So they couldn't pick a name that they might have. Oh, that's a good point. That's an excellent point. Pick a strange name that it'd be crazy if someone was named there that. All right. Is Agnes home? <laughs> what if she is? She's a play bingo. <laughs> we love our elderly community. Um, <laughs> okay, so James offers to go get Kristen some smokes and take a little drive to clear his head. But before he leaves, he insists on making a fire for her. Um, Kristen realizes that the chimney flue is closed and attempts to open it, smoke billowing into the room. mistake, sorry. I know, absolutely. Smoke, bill <laughs> smoke billowing into the room, triggering the smoke alarm. Now, Kristen attempts to disarm the alarm, but she is startled by another knock at the door and drops the alarm on the floor. She's a little freaked out, so she calls James' cell phone from the landline. James comforts her and she begs him to stay on the line but their lot but their call gets cut short which is never a good sign no it's a bad yeah. sign absolutely bad omen and, and i will say at this point if i was her i would have ran and immediately got my cell phone absolutely she doesn't I mean, fucking do that i'm if i'm being honest if i'm in a if I'm in a weird place in the middle of nowhere like my boyfriend's parents vacation home i'm having my cell phone on me I don't yeah. even look at it all. And I would have it charged. Absolutely. Right. In the middle of fucking nowhere, you know, the power probably goes out a lot. Because she right. was charging it during the scene. She was charging it during the scene. That is true. I she was like... attempting to be more proactive. <laughs> and she uh, was just... at a wedding all night, so it drained while she was at the wedding. True. I guess. But me, I would have plugged it in when I got home. Yeah, right? She did. did she not? Plug it right no. when she got home? Okay. No, not until after he left. Ah, yeah. so that was, you're right, you're right. That's her fatal mistake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there were a lot of fatal mistakes. There's a lot of mistakes. There's a lot of 
things you couldn't do. I don't know. We'll get into it. Okay, so she tries to stay on the line, but then the line gets cut short. The call gets cut short. She returns to the kitchen where, unbeknownst to her, a masked man watches her lingering in the adjacent hallway. Again, we will refer to this masked man as Bagface, even though in the credits he's listed as Man in the Mask. But that's lame. Oh, Bagface. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) So Kristen notices the smoke alarm she left on the floor is now sitting on a chair and realizes someone else has been in the house. Yeah. Upon going to retrieve her cell phone from the charger, she See? finds it's vanished. She fucking had it. Mm-hmm. Panic. Which is a huge batch of kittens, by the way, because nobody wants that. I love kittens. Me too. <laughs> we all own cats. We all own two cats. Okay, so she's panicked. She hears a noise from the backyard. She arms herself with a knife. And just when she opens the curtain to investigate, she finds herself face-to-face with Bagface with just a pane of glass between them. She screams, stumbles into the hallway, and watches as the front door is forced to jar. Kristen pushes the door closed and glimpses the blonde woman, now in the doll-like mask, peering inside. After locking the door, Kristen hides in the bedroom, where she hears a loud crash just before James returns. After she explains what has happened... He goes outside to the car to retrieve his phone, only to discover that it has been ransacked and vandalized. He looks up... (laughs) I mean, it has been. I know, I'm so mad. (laughs) He looks up to see Dollface staring at him from afar, like in the middle of the street. Frightened, the couple attempt to leave in James's car, but are thwarted by another masked woman when she rear-ends them in a pickup truck, forcing them to flee. Back inside the house, Kristen and James find James's dad's shotgun and wait for the intruders in a bedroom. Mike, Glenn Howerton, arrives early to be there for James because he's a bro. Okay, hey. So, I don't know if anybody else caught this, but when he gets that gun off Mm -hmm. of the top shelf, it's a completely different gun later. Oh, yeah, no, I caught that. Yeah, it was like a twenty-two, and Andrew and I were like, that's not going to do anything, and why does he have fucking shotgun shells? And yeah. then in the next scene, he's actually got a shotgun. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I'm glad you caught that. I don't know guns, so I really didn't notice. <laughs> There's a huge size difference, for one. Yeah, it's like a massive size difference in the barrel and in the gun itself like it's yeah. a little 22 like pea shooter yeah like yeah, yeah. it's it's small <clears throat> and then the next one is like a freaking 12 gauge shotgun yeah bit, pretty well, big difference that, but if you don't know your guns to, you don't know your guns what it, go, it goes to show that you americans know your guns better than us canadians <laughs> yeah. yeah when we come out uh, of the womb we are bit. armed with a pistol and given an american flag we are armed with maple syrup in hand. Oh, we have maple syrup right here. We're both in maple syrup. <laughs> That's how we shed our skin. There's a big maple syrup on. That's where we all come out of. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the amniotic fluid is actually maple syrup. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> When you shed your skin, is it really just ketchup chips? 
<laughs> I love ketchup. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what was what would ours be? Mm. So good. Mm. Like Big Mac sauce. No, no, because they have that there too. We were actually talking about Big Mac sauce the other day. Yeah, a McKendra. <laughs> Best thing ever. It's <laughs> disgustingly delicious. It's basically a so mac bang bang with French fries. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes mac sauce, according to them. <laughs> I'm a mac sauce fanatic. What is mac sauce? Is that just cheese? No, no it's the sauce on a Big Mac. It's, oh, it, we just said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I zoned out. I was thinking of mac and cheese. <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's all good. Um, no, our skin, what would it be? Um, what? Morgan? What? I didn't say anything. I think that was Kendra. Kendra, what were you trying to say? Nope, all of you are just like keep going radio silent on me. Oh, no. What? Radio silence? Is she gone? No, I can hear you guys. <laughs> oh, no. What would our skin be? What would we shed? Oh. I don't know. Potato skins, maybe? Mm. Like from TGI Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> Just bacon grease. Or <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> grits, I don't know. Because <laughs> we're from the South. Yeah, that'd be the South, but like the whole nation as a whole. The whole nations. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with potato skins. Yeah, I think probably potatoes. Apple pie. Oh, <laughs> like the yeah. flakiness of the apple pie. That's a good call. That's a good I, call. I heard it was a traditional American thing. I mean, we have apple pie here too, but <laughs> I mean. It's it's just a saying like American is apple pie, but like I don't really eat apple pie very often at all. I made an apple pie from scratch. It took me like fucking sixteen hours. Oh yeah, those are they take a long time completely <laughs> from scratch. I was just like, God damn it, I wanted an apple pie and like I didn't know it was this hard. Like the whole process took I, I swear like sixteen hours. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm never doing this again. Ever. Jesus. Okay. Like, if if people stole pies out of my window, like in the cartoons, like back in the day, <laughs> I would probably murder someone. Like, it took me fucking sixteen hours. <laughs> I would I would also kill someone absolutely. Like now, I understand why the women are like running out of the house with a frying pan, and they're like, "Oh, it's just a pie, lady, crazy." Like, no, that's sixteen <laughs> hours of your Are- life trapped in a house. Are you an a la mode kind of gal, or do you like the, like, slice of cheddar? What the fuck? Who puts cheddar on their pie? Northern a lot of people. Northerners and apparently Canadians, too. <laughs> uh, we do That's disgust. Okay. I, I used to work in a coffee shop, and we would sell apple pie, and we would have all the uh, senior citizens come in for an apple pie slice with cheddar cheese on top instead of ice cream, because apparently... I think my mom said it was like a substitute. <laughs> oh, when there was like a dairy day. shortage? Uh, or like if you couldn't afford ice cream, you'd put like a slice of cheese on top. I'm on a <laughs> gonna have cheese instead. <laughs> no, but I mean I'll like apples, <laughs> but like 
apples and brie is really good, so I could kind of see it. Apples and cheddar is really good, actually. Well, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it's too strange. I've never actually tried it because I love a slice with a scoop of, like, vanilla bean ice cream because that's the tits. Oh, but... yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so getting back to this before we get too apple pie distracted. <laughs> um, so they're back inside with the shotgun and everything. Uh, Mike, Glenn arrives early because, like I said, he's a bro. And he, re- he realizes something is wrong instantly after seeing James's vandalized car. And... Down 911, I'm sorry. Yeah, a fucking rock yeah. is thrown right through the center of his windshield, and he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know why he didn't dial 911 right then. Yeah, don't go inside. Dial 911. You're going to get your prints everywhere. Why would you walk inside? There may be a killer. I'm sorry, Anna. If I came upon your house and it was, like, broken into, and there's, like, a wreck out front, I don't know if I'd go inside. Don't save find- me. I don't want you to get arrested for my murder. I'd be so upset. Yeah, I think I would stay outside, keep my prints outside, and call 911. <laughs> yeah, good call. Good call. Don't be a hero. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I love you, and I would save you, you know, anytime. Sure. Like, I, right back at you. <laughs> you don't go back into the house when it's a murder movie. Nah, nah. They don't know they're in a horror movie. That's the problem. i guess they didn't break the fourth wall yeah (laughs) so mike enters the house and james mistaking him for one of the intruders shoots him dead james is understandably fucking devastated he pushes Kristen out of the way because he just doesn't want her to see but she sees anyway they're both freaked out james remembers that there is an old radio transmitter in a barn on the property. So he sneaks out and encounters the other masked woman in a pinup girl style mask searching in the backyard with a flashlight. James attempts to shoot her, but Bagface ambushes him, knocks him unconscious, and inadvertently fires the rifle. Kristen, hearing the shot, runs to the barn. She finds the radio and actually manages to make contact just as pinup mask. <laughs> Smashes it with an axe. I like how she finds every light source. Sorry. Yeah. Did you also say run? Because I thought it was pretty entertaining. She was crawling on her hands and knees because her foot was twisted. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Hubby kept commenting on that too. He's like, why doesn't this bitch just get up and go? And I'm like, because her ankle is hurt. And then as soon as she tripped and fell, I was like, there it is. And he's like, what? I'm like, Typical falling from a girl in a horror movie. <laughs> I, I know whenever we were like, run, and like Andrew was dying out laughing anyway, and then when she hit that fucking ditch real hard, <laughs> we were just, we lost it. I had to pause it for a second. We were like laughing so hard. And like the next scene, we are like, oh my God, her face is going to be so fucked up. And it was like, it was just her anchor. Like, dude, she hit her face. We rewound it like three times to watch her hit the ditch. I'm pretty sure that um, the person who did this stunt broke their nose. (laughs) (laughs) They go fucking head first into that ditch. Fuck. Oh, I don't know if the stunt woman broke her nose or not, but. 
Anyway, <laughs> so, We're laughing, so Kristen retreats back to the house where she encounters Dollface, who taunts her with a knife. Kristen then flees, only to be incapacitated by Bagface. At dawn, <laughs> the couple awakens to find themselves tied to chairs in the living room, with the three assailants standing before them. Kristen attempts to reason with the strangers before demanding, why are you doing this to us? To which Dollface replies, because you were home. The strangers... Yeah. That was was like their tagline, too, for the film. Because you were home. Uh, The strangers unmask themselves to Kristen and James, which we all know is the kiss of death, because if you see their face, they're not planning on keeping you alive. Yeah. They take... They take turns stabbing Kristen and James in the chest and abdomen. Afterwards, the strangers drive away in their truck and come across two young Mormon boys on bicycles, distributing LDS pamphlets. I didn't notice it was LDS, and that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, a big, a big uh, sign of that would be that... White shirt and black pants, too. Yeah, and they're riding bicycles. They're they're riding bicycles dressed exactly alike in the white shirts, black pants. That those are Mormons, <laughs> every time. Yeah, I used to like see them in Jackson all the time. I roll down my window and like be driving by and like you know four lane highway. I'd be like Mormons, and they'd always like turn around and wave and like hi. I'm like yes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, every time I see them, like approaching my house i just shut off all the lights and like lock the doors i'm not home i i don't know if i told you about when okay i dated this guy in high school at a giant mohawk and we like stayed up all night partying at my friend's house and it was like 6 30 on a saturday like 6 30 in the morning on a saturday morning or sunday morning they came by the house and kept knocking and um he woke up and he had on like he he had his chest tattooed with like angels and he was six foot four and had a mohawk but he had been sleeping so it was sideways <laughs> and I think <laughs> it was purple at the time and he like ripped open the door and was like what <laughs> and I was looking out the window and it's like these two older women who were actually Mormons. I didn't know older women did that. But they were like, we just wanted to give you these pamphlets. And then they like run away. That sounds like a Jehovah's Witness than a Mormon. Oh, yeah, they were Jehovah's Witness. Completely different. Mormons do that too. Yeah, they're equally annoying. (laughs) Yes, they just dress differently and have different doctrine. Yeah, they ran away. It was so funny. Oh my god, of <laughs> Okay, so Dollface gets out of the truck and asks if she can have a pamphlet. And one of the boys asks her, Are you a sinner? To which he to which she replies indifferently, sometimes. Uh, the boy hands her one and the strangers drive away as Pinup says to the others, It'll be easier next time. The two boys approach the house where they discover the bloody bodies of Kristen, James, and Mike inside. One of the boys reaches out to Kristen's body and attempts to, attempts to touch it. Kristen, still alive, grabs his hand and screams. Fade to black, roll credits, thin. That's the end of the movie. Which was so <laughs> shitty. Yeah. Yeah, 
I non-ending endings. Yeah. It'll be easier next time opening for a sequel. I do think, honestly, I think that would be a better place to just end it. Than showing her, like, maybe alive, maybe not alive, you know what I mean? And then she's screaming. Ah. That's just one last jump scare is the reason they did that. It's it's cheap. (laughs) Yeah, like, okay, did you notice that they put her body next to the guy that had the shotgun? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did. They did. You're right. Yeah. And I was just like, is that like, were they trying to set up a scene where like throw off the police saying it was like a love triangle because the ring and everything and he came in the middle of the night. It's a good theory. Yeah. And like they, (laughs) they beat up his truck and left it there. True. It's like. He rammed them. I don't know. Okay, now for some trivia. Ooh. According to director Brian Bertino, the film is partially based on an incident he experienced as a child. One evening, a stranger came to his door, asked for someone who was not there, and left. Later, Bertino found out that the people who came and knocked on his door had robbed all the houses in the neighborhood that where people had not been home. Ooh. Yes. Uh, so, so it was because you weren't home instead of because you were home. Uh, during filming, in order to get an actual reaction from Liv Tyler, director Brian Bertino would tell her to expect a loud bang from one direction, but then he would have the loud noise come from a completely different direction. <laughs> or he'd be like, Aerosmith sucks. She's like, ah! <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> into acting good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. They did. Oh, they did. <laughs> All right. So, Liv Tyler, in an interview for The Strangers, uh, she said that she had always loved horror films as a kid, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre freaked her out so bad with its realism that it kind of turned her off of horror films. It's not mm. that bad. Well, I mean. <laughs> It's not that bad by our standards. We have the knowledge of all the horror from now. Then this was her in the 80s watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre. True. This is also when horror movies were making a really big, you know, blanking on the word, appearance. (laughs) Yes. Uh, They were quite prevalent. But honestly, they've always been prevalent. The horror film shall never die. Yes. Okay. So, in an interview with James Corden, Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn's longtime beau, star of John Carpenter's The Thing, and about a bajillion other things, said that this film. I fucking always, love The Thing. Me too. Uh, he said that this film always scares him. Huh. What? This movie that we just yeah. watched? Yes. The Stranger uh, Scares Kurt Russell. Interesting. Come no. on, Kurt Russell. I know, right? I know. What? Yeah. <laughs> Also, in an incredibly interesting directing choice, this was filmed entirely on a Steadicam and in chronological order, which is quite rare. Oh, so they filmed it all in, like... Wow, that's weird. I know. Nobody does that. Yeah. Uh, The song Mama Tried, which is heard several times during the film, is a 1968 hit 
by Merrill Haggard and the Strangers. Ah, uh, Merrill. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Wasn't uh, Liv Tyler's dad a part of that band? Uh, uh he, no. He was a part of a band briefly before Aerosmith called the Strangers, but I don't think it's the same band. Yes, that's not the same band. Okay. So they do a fairly good job hiding it, but the interior of the house is a soundstage. It was designed to look like the inside of a 1970s family home, one that anyone could live in, because Brian Bertino wanted it to be more relatable. So many horror films have these elaborate homes and locations that you'd have to be insanely rich to live in. True. Yeah. Okay, so before filming any scene after the strangers uh, begin terrorizing the couple... Liv Tyler would have to do uh, jumping jacks and run laps and other physical activity to get herself out of breath to help simulate the panic her character would have to be experiencing. Hold on, Liv Tyler? Yeah. Oh my god, she's that bad of an actress that she had to... (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) Just imagine Liv running around a soundstage desperately trying to seem panicked. (laughs) I would take like three steps and probably sound like that because of my asthma. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, win win for you. <laughs> exactly. You could be an actress now. Hooray. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You're uh, better than Liv Tyler. <laughs> God, that sucks. I didn't know she was that bad. Yeah, apparently. She seems so elegant in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, though. She didn't have any many words. That's right. She just had to look ethereal and not speak much. <laughs> <laughs> I talk in long sentences. That's how she actually <laughs> talks, too, by the way. Aww. Yeah. Okay, so the house the house is shown during the opening credits each resemble a famous house from various classic horror movies, such as Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, and the Amityville Horror. Oh. I was, like, trying to look at references around. I couldn't, like, make any, like, discerning, like, yeah, maybe this was because of this, but. Uh, the scene at the beginning, or not the beginning, the like, the height. In scene when um, they start putting the axe through the door. Oh. That's a callback to The Shining. Yeah. Here's Johnny. Absolutely. <laughs> she does such a good movie. But not huh? that hardcore. Yeah. Alright, so that's all I got, guys. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, di- I didn't like this movie. I got this movie for free. Um, from an old friend of mine who was a bootleg DVD salesman. (laughs) (laughs) So mine is a bootleg DVD. Hopefully it was the right version. Um, I looked it up. The unrated version only has a slightly longer scene towards the end where Liv Tyler dies. And it's just, uh, instead of uh, dying in the chair... She dies on the floor reaching for her cell phone and they just pick the phone up out of her reach and leave her to die. Uh, oh, well, they threw her phone in the fire. I don't know what to tell you, Morgan. Out of his pocket. We never look, seen that. So look, that. there are there are quite a few inconsistencies and goofs in this film. For instance, oh, yeah. 
like the uh, ring box. Yeah. In the, yep. in the parking lot, it's black, but it, at the house, it's blue. Yes. And the top goes from square to rounded. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there, mistakes they were went made. Into- to one back room and he was like yeah go back to the bedroom your clothes are back there or something yeah. and she goes back to the bedroom and then in the next scene whenever she's running away from the people it's the same room but she went to the right instead of the left yeah oh. uh, mistakes were made <laughs> yeah there's there's a lot of Andrew and I rewound it too a few times we're like that's fucking wrong that's wrong yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I liked this movie when I first saw it in theaters, but upon this rewatch, I'm like, this movie is not that good, and it's, like, all been done before. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think? I Olivia? didn't find it. It was pretty good. Right. I Like, I had it on DVD, I swear. Could not find it anywhere. Google told me it was on Amazon Prime, so I watched it on there, and I had uh, smoked a little bit, and we live in a town with a lot of meth heads and crackheads, so <laughs> I started, like, tripping out, thinking, you know, these meth heads and crackheads were going to break into my house, but other than that, it was, wasn't a bad movie. <laughs> I think maybe that heightened the experience for you. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking, right? Yeah, you'd have to pause it and look out the curtain on your, like, that made me so mad. I'm like, rip down the curtain. Like, well, people are hiding I, behind it. Yeah, yeah right? my curtains were open and I was watching out on the street and I'm like, this is not good right now. <laughs> uh, I, you know what I also thought? If this was me, this movie would not exist because I would have gone to the store to get cigarettes with bro dude. I would have bullied him into letting me even though we were having a fight. See, well, that's, I, that's I, I mean, you're, not, you're not leaving me in this big house in the middle of nowhere alone. It's not yeah, happening. I, I'm coming with you. Especially I, yeah. after someone knocks on the door. Yeah, also, yeah, exactly. I might want snacks, okay? And you don't know what oh. snacks I want. Exactly. <laughs> See, and, and, like, I don't even know if any of this movie would have ever happened if I was in it, too. Because if if I said, if, if some guy, like, asked me to marry him, I mean, no, not Andrew, not... I'm already going to marry him. But say some other <laughs> dickhead that I used to, you know, see, like, earlier, and they had asked me to marry him, I'd be like, are you fucking crazy? Like, I'm not going back with you. You can mail my clothes to me. I don't care. You can burn them. Like, I'm going to find a ride out of here, or I'm going to get a hotel room by myself. I'm not going back to his family house. That's weird. Well, well look, in their case, though, she clearly loved him. She just wasn't ready to marry him yet. She wasn't in love with him until they were getting murdered. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to keep her options open, right? Yeah, and then she was like, uh, bad guy isn't so cool after all. Like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we're going to take a short break. Like a five, ten minutes. So if anyone who needs to, like, pee or smoke or take a bite of something, go do that. Sounds okay. good. Take a five. We'll be back. And we're back. Uh, before Morgan gets started, we wanted to hear Kendra's opinion on The Strangers. Okay. Um, so, 
I honestly thought it was pretty cheesy. I mean, I love cheesy horror movies, so I enjoyed it. I had never seen it before. I thought that I had, but I actually hadn't seen it until this past, like, Tuesday. And when I watched it, I actually watched both, the first and the second one. And the little bit of trivia that I know is that the beginning sequence of the second movie was actually supposed to be Liv Tyler in it, but then it got botched. Ah. What? Yeah. yeah. So was she the murderer, supposed to be the murderer in the second one, or was she supposed to be the victim again? The first kill in the in the second movie was supposed to be her. Oh, damn. Um, Alright. Mm-hmm. Fun. Fun facts. Yeah. We love fun facts on blood, guts, and booze. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we love fun facts on horror versus reality too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Fun facts are my favorite. Yeah. All right, Mo. Take her away. All right. So this is definitely loosely based on this crime. Um and the Kenny murders, I don't know if our listeners um are familiar with the Ketty Cabin murders, um, but this is still an unsolved um, uh, quadruple murder that took place in 1981 in Northern California in a small former resort town of uh, Ketty, which is, um, it sits on the foothills of the California Sierra Nevada. Um, This was like a huge case back in the day. Um, I wasn't alive, so I don't remember it, um, but apparently it scared so many people so bad in California that, like, it is mostly a former resort town because of this murder. Um, after this, yeah, like, people didn't lock their doors, um, before all this happened, and then they are like, yeah, you know, murders never happened in this town, and then it was a horrible like a horrific murder that has haunted the town since you know 1981 um and it is unsolved and people think that this family that was murdered um including one of the we'll get into it but another um family member like another friend so so everyone thought that they knew them and that made so many people scared in this it's a really small town um so we'll start i guess with the day after the crime um on april 12th 1981 um one of the victim's daughters they had like five kids um but the victim's daughter um, Sheila, she was 14 at the time. She was staying at a nearby cabin in this little remote area where cabins were. Um, and it was known as Cabin 28. Um, she had stayed the night at her friend's house and was coming back early next morning. Um, and she opened the door to discover the bodies of Sue, John, and Dana, uh, who was her mom one of her brothers and her brother's friend. And she immediately dropped everything at the door. She said in an interview with People Magazine that she couldn't tell who was who. She just saw blood everywhere. And she 
thought the killer was still in there. So she took off running, dropped everything at the door, ran to the next cabin where she was staying that night and where Dana. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, one of the victims, that was his family's cabin. Um, she ran in there. One of the older sons of the family next door came over thought that the killer may still be in there. So he went around the side of the house to look into the windows and he said he could see people covered in blood on the floor. So he went around the back of the cabin where um, Greg and Rick Sharp, who were 10 and five, um, they were the victim's uh, sons and Justin Uh, a 12-year-old family friend, were sleeping in their bunk beds in the back room. And he actually woke them up from the window and had them climb through the window to get out. And they called 911. Um, And when this happened, it was such a small town that they called his brother, or her brother, the woman who was murdered, Sue. They called her brother. He came over with the police And everybody just, like, ran inside the cabin, which a lot of the crime scene and everything, they weren't used to this. They didn't know what the fuck happened. And they said they only had, like, one murder maybe, like, every, like, five years or something. So the small police force, like, didn't know how to deal with it. Um, And it kind of screwed up the crime scene and I mean, it was brutal and a lot of people, you know, have suffered um, for a long time with what they saw in there. Um, But Sue, who her real name was Glenna Sharp. She was known as Sue by her friends and family. Um, She had recently left her husband um, after he was abusive, he would beat her and molest her and uh, one of the other daughters. Um, so yeah, whenever he was the a great guy, yeah, he was he was a fucking good guy. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, it was around this time that they were like surveying the crime scene that they didn't even realize that Tina, another daughter. Um, who was 12 at the time, they did not realize she was missing. Um, Because everybody was such in a panic, and then they're like, wait, where is she at? 
Um, so they had dogs. They ended up calling in the FBI after this saying, hey, we have a missing child, um, could be victim of a murder, could be, you know, kidnapped. So they had the FBI involved um, and the state police at this point, because it was just a small town of Ketty police that had arrived on scene first. Um, so then they got the FBI involved. They got dogs. They got search parties. Could not find her. Um, they posted up missing posters around the town. They were interviewing anyone and everybody in this town. I don't remember how many people were in it. I think it was like less than a thousand. It may have been like two thousand at this point. Yeah, it was um, super small. It, yeah, it was like really small. And, and these cabins were like tucked into the woods. It was just like a cabin you can rent out. And it was cheap. So that's where her family stayed. Um, so they had no idea where to start. Like this family had just moved here. But um, Sue was very outgoing and really loved her kids. So she did have a lot of friends, even though they had only been there a few months. I think at this point, um, since she had so many kids too, hold on. How many did she have? One, two, five, three. I think it was five total kids. Ooh, um, someone's busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a piece of shit ex-husband. <laughs> he just couldn't leave her alone. Yeah. <laughs> no, what you don't understand is that's what my, uh, grandmother said to my great-grandmother when she asked my grandmother why they had so many kids my grandmother looked at my great-grandmother and said because your son won't leave me alone oh my god (laughs) my grandma's the best (laughs) i can imagine like the dead silent like forks hitting the plate Oh my god, and my my great-grandmother was like one of those women who believed that children should be seen and not heard and was super strict. So yeah. I can imagine that went over super well. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. Yeah. Awesome bomb-ass bitch. Yeah, yeah, she is. <laughs> um, so, back to... Where'd I leave off? Um... <laughs> Oh, that she had so many kids. Yeah. Yeah. So so she had tried to make it work with her husband and it, it just wasn't working. And he was molesting uh, Tina and molesting the other daughter. Um, I don't remember her name. I'll just say the other daughter. She is very vocal, by the way. She's done a lot of interviews. Um, she's still seeking justice for her family. So I'll not name her here, but she if you want to look her up, you can look her up. I'm not I'm just not gonna name her. Um, or the other one that survived. Uh so Sheila? Sheila's the one who survived. Oh, well you just named her. <laughs> Sorry, Sheila. Maybe maybe I named her in the beginning, but yeah, I mean, she's very vocal. She does a lot of interviews. Because, um, I mean, what has it been, like, 40 years? 41 years? 40? Yeah, 40 years. Yeah, 40 years since this crime has taken place, and they never found the killer or killers. Um, so, whenever Sheila looked inside, she couldn't 
figure out what she was looking at. There was so much blood. There were bodies laying on the floor, all like near each other. She just knew that they were not breathing and they were probably dead. And those were her family members. So, um, whenever the police came in, they described it as like one of the most horrific scenes they had ever seen. Um, a lot of them, I know a couple of them like quit policing after this. Yeah. Um, devastated them. Yeah, like, it's a young family, like, the other victims, so Sue um, was in her 40s, I think, and John was 15, and his friend Dana uh, Wingate, who's the family that the other girl was staying with, he was 17, Mm -hmm. Um, and the other kids were, like, 5 and 8, I believe, and I don't remember, the 14-year-old friend. So they they all survived. They um, actually they were concerned because they're like, how did these boys sleep through this without waking up? Right. Um, so they ended up hypnotizing one of them, um, Justin, who was um, the friend. Right. They ended up hypnotizing him because he said, "I think I may have seen something." And they said he had this dream. They all were watching Love Boat um, the night before. And he had... (laughs) He dreamed they were all on the Love Boat. And when a man came up and started stabbing Sue in the chest. um, And then somebody came in and saved them. And they got away on a life preserver or something. Um, so one of the police artists, like, did a composite sketch of the two suspects, um, that was based on what Justin had claimed that he saw in this dream. Um, and one of them looked eerily similar to his stepfather. Um. Can I just say that the sketch that they did, too, was complete bullshit, because they used, like, a half-ass sketch artist to do it when they had us <laughs> to the top FBI sketch artists. It looks like a child drew it. Yeah. Because it was just random dude that did it and it yeah. wasn't like a top line when they had the FBI willing to do it. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was like one of the detectives, right? It was just a random guy that kind of helped their police department sometimes. Oh my god. <laughs> I did not know that. It's good stuff. Yeah. So back to the point where they fucked up a lot of this case. Mm -hmm. And I hate to blame it on them, but I'm like, dude, you fucking hypnotized a little kid. (laughs) Like, this was the thing, I guess. I thought the the hypnotizing thing was back in the 70s. I mean, this is 81. Um, As Mark would always say, the early early part of a decade is really just layover from the last decade. Yeah, true. (laughs) The first couple (laughs) years. (laughs) Yeah, so so if you look on the Wikipedia page um, for the Ketty murders, you can see one of the sketches... Or the sketch. Sorry, the sketch done. Um, Very crude. 
Very, very crude. And one of them looks like, um, oh, Bumblebutt. What's his name? Oh, Ed Kemper. Yeah, the one Old on the right Bumblebutt. looks like Ed Kemper. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Ed Kemper. Yeah. Um, but they were actually like kind of the one to the left kind of resembles this kid's stepfather who was very abusive mm-hmm. um he was a vietnam war veteran and he had severe ptsd he beat his wife and his kids regularly definitely took it out on justin more than the other ones um and he had actually attempted to kill justin and his mom by right like trying to run over him with a car and he had spent time yes fucked up (laughs) spent time he went to um a, a mental health facility at the va and stayed there for like a couple of months and he actually made a friend um yeah don't make friends in that situation you know i'm just saying like just yeah, don't I've seen it happen. Like rehab or anger management. Yeah, just don't, don't do it. Them. Like you can grow with them and you know grow out of them. You don't keep them. They may help you through this one point in life, but don't keep the relationship up because you'll probably just trigger each other, though. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like what mm-hmm. is um, sadness loves sadness or something? I don't know. Yeah, my life. Misery loves misery. <laughs> misery loves company. That's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just just leave it at the door. Um, I don't so, need to go there, but I go there just to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, like, um, so this guy, uh, what is his name? Martin Smart was uh one of the was the neighbor and the main suspect um and he had made a friend with what is his fucking name Baba berber your name i'm blanking out but i think i wrote it down wrong i i think i wrote booba is that right booba my booba what is his fucking name? I'm like trying to go back. Edit this. Find it. <laughs> Boo, Boobetty? Boobetty? I remember. John I... Boobetty. Boobe- is that it? Did you look it up? Yeah, what it's is? John Boobetty. Boobetty. B O U B as in boy, E yeah. D as in dog, E Boobetty. Balbity. Boobet. Ooh, Balbity. Boobet. <laughs> Boobet. Boobet. Is, is it French? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to pronounce it like that. Boobet. Okay. John Boobet. Um. So they had they had All met right. each other at this uh, mental health facility at the VA, and became fast friends. Um, John Bubet uh, had a lengthy and violent criminal history, and he he was a bank robber, 
Um, and one of Chicago's candy bandits. I don't. That's fucking hilarious. I know. I don't know if they stole candy. I don't. I, so stupid. How can you get a nickname like Candy Bandits and sound like a badass? Man, I like to steal candy from babies. <laughs> hey, baby, get out of here. That's my candy. <laughs> see? <laughs> Ma, see? I got the candy from a baby. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what this is, and when you Google it, it turns into a um, a series, and they were like a group of kids, and they often stole candy from vending machines. So I don't know if that's what they did, <laughs> or if they were just called the Candy Bandits because they were young-faced children robbing banks. I don't know, but I don't know, but that's fantastic. <laughs> I bet it was like the newspaper man's like, man, let's call them the Candy Bandits. And then they're like, hey, you can't call us that. We're like men. And then they're like, haha, you just admitted to robbing a bank. <laughs> oh my God. I just found a copy of the New York Times from 1910 that says, Candy Bandits sentenced. Rodas, who killed two Chicago men and robbed a hundred, gets life term. What? Huh. So there's been multiple candy bandits. I guess so. Um, I'm not gonna pay them money to get behind the paywall, but that's the uh, that's the headline. <laughs> oh, oh, I see it. Yeah, candy bandits sentenced. Yeah, so. I don't fucking know what that is. If anyone wants to write in, we barely get emails. Come on, people, send us emails. And that's <laughs> horror versus reality at gmail.com. Yeah, we're going to start having to pay for Gmail. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Please don't charge anybody for Gmail ever. Take that shit for granted. Great. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we do. It's free. Yeah, yeah right? I don't want to pay for it. Um, so, Boo Betty. <laughs> Boo Bay. Boo Bet. Um, was a candy bandit. And he had gotten out of the mental health facility and actually moved in with the family next door. Um, he was also violent. He was a weirdo, as people would say. Um, so... They were the main two suspects, but according to the police, they had a good alibi. Um, but John Bubate, whatever Bubate, uh, he was associated with the mob. Um, he also had like been acting really weird at a lot of the questioning things and then he kept saying well i can't be a part of it i suffer from impotence and was saying he couldn't get his dick hard or whatever like oh, oh yeah no. i wouldn't be able to murder people because i don't give my dick hard and like that's um they're like that's, oh that's uh that's not a good defense sir 
Yeah, but apparently to these police, they're like, oh, oh it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking totally makes sense. Yo, totally innocent. Got it. Yeah, yeah. He's got a small flaccid penis. Yeah, he's good. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and he also lied about being like a former cop and had a fake ID when they were questioning him. He gave like the wrong ID. And... They chalked it up to him being, um, a, you know, like a mental health patient, I guess. Like, oh, maybe he's just a little cray. Um, and they let him go. And he ended up, like, fleeing and going back to Chicago. Um, he, I think he ended up, like, murdered. Um, I don't remember what happened to him. But then Smart was also allowed to leave and he actually like mm-hmm. fled town and dipped out too like those are two big red flags i think they did it <laughs> yeah, I it's also a think they did it. it's a little <laughs> suspicious <laughs> yeah yeah but there was also the point of tina being missing um they were thinking well maybe tina was the center point to this crime uh, and maybe her being kidnapped was because the person wanted to kill everybody around her, kidnap her, you know. Um, so they started looking into people in Tina's life as well. And this was, um, it was discovered later that one of her teachers, Robert Silveria, um, he was around at that time. He was in the campsite at one of the bars, and a lot of people had said he was, like, creepy, um, and he was also, he became later a sex, uh, registered sex offender. Um, whenever they looked into him, they realized he had, like, this weird fascination with her, and he had one of her pictures on his desk, and one of her pictures in his house like on his mantle that's Um, not creepy at all yeah it was really fucking weird and it's such a fucking sad in this girl's life she got like what i said that's extremely creepy yeah like what the fuck he had him like framed on his desk and then like on his mantle um and i don't know those guys there officer yeah, like, oh, oh, yeah, no, I just, I just, you know, she gave it to me, so I couldn't, couldn't put it away. That's rude. <laughs> no, didn't you know she's a stock photo model? Yeah. <laughs> this, I bought this at the Dollar Tree. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I feel so bad for fucking Tina. Like, Tina was such a cute little girl. She got molested by her dad. And then her English teacher was a fucking creepo who had pictures of her everywhere. He probably, you know, was trying to do something with her at this point. And then, like, she ends up fucking dead. And it's like, that sucks. What a shitty fucking child's life. You know, like, she was a cool little girl. Um, But anyway, Robert Sevillier, Sevillier, whatever, Robert Silveria. Um, Please say names good. Yeah, no. 
we read good and stuff. <laughs> so he was he was a uh, a suspect at all. I mean, sorry, her teacher was a suspect. Robert Silveria is a different suspect. I misnamed him. Um, the teacher became a registered sex offender, ended up leaving out of the town, uh, I think before her body or her head was found. Um, but there was also Robert Silveria. He was around here at this time. Um, and he even worked for the county they died in. And he actually was later linked to a murder um, known as the boxcar killings. Um, and he was actually sentenced. He was also known as the boxcar killer. And he would go around and kill homeless people in the area. Did he, he also murder the boxcar children? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's why that series ended very dark. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to run away. Yeah, there were like boxcars like in my hometown that were like, you know, abandoned. I'm like, I would not want to run away there. I would rather want to run away in like the woods because they were fucking shady. They're like, you don't want to sleep in a boxcar if you're a kid. Just saying. I thought they were like orphans. Well, their parents died in a car wreck or something, and they didn't want to go live with their families. So they're all orphans, and they all ran away and went lived in the... At least that's what I remember. I'm sorry if I'm getting... Yeah, me too. I mean, I haven't read one of those books in, oh gosh, probably at least 25 years. I read all of them. Really? I had the whole series. Very nice. I don't know how many I read. I read a few of them for sure. Always wanted that sibling, like, you know, togetherness, but my brothers were, like, dicks and would always be like, we're going to beat the shit out of you and stuff, so. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, uh, twisted my ankle, and they're like, yeah, you're a little bitch. (laughs) Yeah, see, I was the opposite because I'm the older sister and I have a little brother. (laughs) Oh, I'm just, I mean, it made me stronger, I guess. But at the same time, I'd be like, oh, well, my brother should protect me. And they're like, the ones beating me up and bullying me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the youngest of four. And like my brother's 15, or he was. My brother's 15 years older. Um, my sis, my oldest sister is 13 years older. And then my middle sister is five years older. So... We didn't really have the same, like, sibling dynamic that a lot of siblings do, because we're not close in age. Yeah, you had, like, this skip generation or whatever. Yeah. Me I get and it. My brother I'm six years older. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, like, my, my uh, 13-year-old, my sister that's 13 years older was almost like a second mom in some ways. Yeah. Yeah, like, no, I'll me, talk to me, her before I'll talk to my mom about certain things. Yeah, and it wouldn't be fair if she, like, beat the shit out of you. Because she's got, like, you know, age, strength. It would be kind of messed up if she beat you up. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that would be messed up. But if I crossed her, she might. <laughs> my stepbrother <laughs> and I are only five months apart. So we're, like, two months in age. 
How? Step brother. Step brother. Oh. Morgan. Uh, <laughs> I was like, who was the preemie? <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> that makes any hello anyway all of you disappeared after where did you go oh, hello we're in here oh there you are okay, okay. Uh, technical Sorry. difficulties <laughs> oh okay. okay so there were there was the uh the neighbor's husband. There was the neighbor's crazy friend. There was the teacher. There was um, whatever his fucking face is. Boxcar kid killer. Um, and then there was <laughs> also the owner of the like campsite. Apparently he also was a child molester. I want to like you know, go into all my friends' stuff and like just see, like, are you child molester? Like, who would be the creepy guy? I don't, I don't think I would know anybody, but like, you know, maybe I should start googling people's names. Oh my um, god! <laughs> what did I ever tell you when I was in high school, maybe freshman year of college? I was just doing a Google of uh, the sex offenders in my area. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just like, to know where them? they are, you know? Yeah. And uh, I discovered that one of my friend's fathers was on the sex offender list. Oh, oh no. My God. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> so that was cool. On it too, sadly. But in Canada, you can't just view it. Uh, you can't view it? No. We don't believe in their rights here in America. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm pretty sure that if, like, a sex offender moves into your neighborhood, they have to physically go up to, like, your house and tell you they're a sex offender. Yeah. Yeah. No. Not in Canada, they don't. Oh, not in Canada? No, yeah, they see, do clearly here. I know what I'm talking about. They do here. <laughs> yeah, they have to do it here. They have to, like, go up to houses. And they have to, like, be a certain... Um, amount of like feet or yards or whatever away from living to a school mm-hmm. um, which is weird to me because a lot of the schools I don't know around Virginia a lot of the schools are surrounded by like trees so there's this like zone that is considered not part of the school grounds so that zone actually counts into the feet um, so they could actually have their houses back up to the forest, which leads to like track and field. I'm like, that's fucking creepy. Wow. Well, that's true. They could just like lay on their belly and wait for uh, yeah. a jogger to come by. Yeah, I did like watchdog all around my house because um, the last place we lived, we had two elementary schools like right next to us. Um, and there were so many fucking child molesters. And they were, like, little kid diddlers. And I'm like, dude. Like, but they count because in the city limits, it's only, like, 20 yards from the score, 50 yards. Which is a small amount. That's insanely small. Yeah, it's, like, yards. It's not... I don't know what that is in meters. Sorry. Y'all... You guys go by metric, right? Um, so... 
a meter wow. is only th is three yard or no is a yard and three inches oh wow so yeah. 50 yards for us would be like 55 <laughs> i can't math i think so probably just, roughly just saying you guys should learn the metric system <laughs> No, I uh, know the metric in, in liquids and weight, but not. Or if the world uses metric, then yours. I'll, I'll have you know, I was 10th in the nation in Science Olympiad uh, <laughs> metric estimation in your high school. You will never lose down. Does that mean that you just estimate what the metric system does? No, it means I can look at something <laughs> and estimate what it would be in metric. Oh, okay. Like, I could look at a pencil and be like, you know, that's however many centimeters just by guessing or whatever, eyeballing it. Like, mm -hmm. I'm part European. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do use American for some things. Like, when we're discussing, like, our height and weight, we use American. Because, because we imperial, because we're imperialists. <laughs> <laughs> Imperial, that's what it is. I just call it American. <laughs> See, it's I used like to work... Oops, sorry, go, Kendra. I was going to say, it's like how you guys finish your alphabet and you say Z instead of Z like the rest of the fucking world. Hey, I say Z. Oh it's only <laughs> America that does that. Really? And Olivia. Yeah. <laughs> no, I believe Liberia does as well. What? I believe Liberia does as well. Is that the one whose flag looks like yours? That is no, so Liberia is the country where we charted all our recently freed slaves off to. Yeah, it does look like our flag. Liberia. Uh, does it? Yeah. A little bit, I yeah, guess. Yeah, one star and stripes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't hear what she said exactly. Oh. Hold on. Did this hurt you? Slaves? Huh? What'd you say about slaves in Liberia? Okay, so the reason why Liberia even exists is basically we bought, like, America sent that, des designated that piece of land to former slaves after they got freed. Basically, like, hey, you're free now, but we don't want you here, so go back to Africa, even though you've never been there in your life. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, it's great. And then it set up... A super repressive system there where the American uh, blacks that had just moved there decided that they were better than the natives and started repressing them. Fuck, man. Yeah. That's just so... It's, it's really sad and fucked up. God, I didn't even know this. Dude, I could talk about Liberia all day. These are not <laughs> fun facts, guys. They are not. Fun facts. <laughs> Not fun facts. Okay. All facts are fun facts. Back to uh, not nice facts, I guess. Um, so whenever they were like, okay, we've exhausted all of our suspects and we don't have any leads because we fucked up our crime scene. Uh, let's go back and look at Sue's life. And, like, poor Sue, like, she, she died, they all died horrific deaths. Like, they were found tied up with electrical tape 
and medical tape with their feet behind their backs. They were stabbed repeatedly, especially Sue and uh, Dana. They were stabbed like multiple times in the chest and the back. Um, And Sue was found nude from the waist down. She was gagged with a blue bandana and her own panties. And then there was tape over her mouth. She had been stabbed in the chest. Her throat was slashed. Um, It went so deep that it went through larynx into her spine. Um, And then on the side of her head, there was an imprint of a, a BB gun like the bottom of a BB gun. Um, John, her son, uh, his throat was slashed. And then, oh yeah, Dana wasn't stabbed. He was beat. He had multiple head injuries and he had been strangled to death by hands. Um, Both, all of them had been bludgeoned with a hammer. Um, They only found one hammer and a bent knife. Um, And they said that Sue and John had died from the knife wounds and the blunt force trauma. And then Dana actually died by being choked to death uh, manually. I love that when Smart was questioned by police, he made sure to quickly be like, so I had a hammer that I don't know where it is. I can't find it. I think it may have been stolen. Yeah. Like all the shit points to them, but they they never... Could link. I don't know how they couldn't link it. Like they could have. I don't know. I don't know if it was like a m- misuse of DNA. I don't remember what happened with the DNA. But with the knife, you would think that someone stabbing that much, like their hand would eventually slip on the knife, and that's how a lot of murders are caught. Um, because their their hand slips off, and the knife was broken and bent at like a twenty five degree angle. So the killer had to have, like, nicked himself at least once. Because with all that blood and all that force, like, your hand will eventually slip off of it and you'll slice yourself. Just like in the fucking movie. She fucking immediately cut herself with that knife. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate it. <laughs> what if they were wearing gloves? Ooh. I mean, but they could have. Was... Yeah. Were they wearing... Like... Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, don't, like leather gloves isn't that what most people use (laughs) i mean that's how all the killers kill in the italian giallos but the reality (laughs) seems a bit different when i murder my victims i always use leather gloves (laughs) (laughs) as you can tell i clearly do the paranormal part of our podcast so (laughs) (laughs) yep I'm the murderer one. <laughs> you do the murder side, do the aliens. So do you think this was aliens? Obviously. No. It's always aliens. It's <laughs> never aliens, Olivia, ever. You know, I actually thought I saw a UFO the other day driving home from work. Then I was like, no, that's an airplane. And I got <laughs> even closer and I'm like, no, that's a UFO. And I'm talking text into Nick through my phone and then I'm like, you know what? No, it's actually just an airplane. He's like, what but, the fuck? But technically, <laughs> but technically, you did see a UFO. Well, yeah, know? it was unidentified to me at the yeah. beginning. Yeah, so yeah. you saw a UFO until you identified it as otherwise. <laughs> 
I mean, that's the thing about UFOs. They don't mean aliens. They just mean an unidentified object. Exactly. Even if you got, like, an alien UFO, then it's not technically a UFO anymore because it's identified. (sighs) True. True. Mind blown. Blind blown facts (laughs) over here, yeah. Fucking aliens! (laughs) So, yeah, I... Oh, poor Tina. Tina, they searched for Tina for a long time. Um, they did. They did. They only ever found her skull, or part of her skull, and part of her mandible, um, which was about a hundred miles from Ketty. Um, and they said it was three years afterwards, and they think that the time period, like she died right after everybody else was killed. Um, they weren't ever able to determine um, what killed her, but they did find her jacket, a blanket, a pair of jeans, um, and surgical tape, the one that was found at the crime scene. Um, So they think whoever it was uh, kidnapped Tina, brought her into the woods, did whatever, and left her there after they murdered her. So, never found her body. They've never named anybody as a murderer, but they do have the potential suspects. Um, They really thought back in the 90s that the boxcar killer did it. But, you know, it's not for certain. Uh, The house where, or the cabin where um, Cabin 28 was, is now just a blank area with big trees that have grown in. They demolished it in 2004. And there's been like plenty of uh, documentaries and a movie. And then this movie that we watched was based on this or inspired by this, I guess. Also inspired by the Manson family killings. I was okay. So I actually saw like, you know, at the very end when it's like the guy's laying dead in the chair and that table is flipped over on its mm-hmm. side. Yeah. Um, that reminded me of, what was it? The McDonald killing. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Jeffrey McDonald, because they literally got him cause they were like, Oh, this is stage. That table should have flipped on its top, not its side. Yeah. Which was a stupid fucking thing. If you push a table with enough force, even flip it, it can still land on its side and slide. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, that scene, like, with the, the table flipped over and then the stuff on the floor, that really looked like that crime scene. Which was also, like, supposedly a Manson family murder or Manson ripoff murder. Yeah, right. I have two points. Okay, okay, so one, the whole discovery of Tina, there was actually like a really suspicious thing that happened where they got an anonymous phone call right after they discovered the discovery of her body. And on the phone call, like the anonymous phone call, the person said, 
that it was of Tina, that that's what, whose body it was, before they knew who it was. That's and true. Then, yeah, and then the recording of the call was just, like, randomly found at the bottom of an evidence box at some point, like, way later on. What the fuck? Which was, like, super huge. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the other thing is, like, because I watched both movies, so... I found that the first one was a lot more like the Manson murders, and that the second one was a lot more like the Ketty murders. Oh. Good to know. Yeah, I haven't watched yeah. the second one. That is true. That is true, because they are, like, in a cabin setting in the second one. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're in a trailer park. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like and it. And it's a family that be, that's murdered, so it's it's a lot more like the second movie to me. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they think that I mean there were so many fucking rumors that went around about Sue saying she was involved in like drug trafficking, somebody's LSD was stolen and they blamed Sue and like that she was she, having an affair with Martin. Yeah, she was having an affair and then they also said she was a prostitute and all this stuff. And it's like they drug that woman's name through the mud. And, and like, they were just looking at, like, oh, yeah, she's a woman. She left her husband with all these kids. She's got to be a, you know, like, they just really. She's a Yeah, it, they just really fucked up this whole case. So, I mean, they think that they knew the murder, which would make sense if it was the boxcar murder. Um, and the reason why they think they knew this murder is because the kids were killed differently too um and the two uh sue and john were like brutally fucking murdered with all the stab wounds um which is like overkill and they were they all had defensive wounds except for sue so they think john and dana like walked in on something happening to sue probably yes yeah and she was known not to be interested in men because she was, like, really wanting to, you know, take care of her kids and focus on that. Um, and she had turned a lot of men down. So people were thinking, well, maybe it was one of her alleged suitors or someone who wanted to date her that, like, got mad. But we don't yeah, know. Yeah, because after, the bo- after they killed the- her, they put a blanket over her, which indicates remorse. Yeah, like they didn't want to look at her face. Yeah. So, um, we're going to skip ahead to the portion of, you know, what uh, what are we doing? What have we done this week that we watched? Have you eaten any good food? You know, how have you been entertained? I'm currently drinking oh, an man. ice cap from Tim Hortons. that's like the blood of canada yeah it is it's uh (laughs) basically blended cream and coffee and ice like a slushy coffee slushy almost what's it called an ice cap an ice cap like ice cappuccino but they shorten it to ice cap oh it sounds good they're delicious i'm on like my third one today oh Speed against solace over there. (laughs) Ice cap addiction. (laughs) Uh, 
right. Uh, Morgan, have you watched anything good since we last spoke on the pod? Um, yeah, actually. And I just fucking blanked out on the name and I'm trying to Google it. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's the... It's the one you recommended like five episodes back where the uh, guy gets abducted by aliens and he's a junkie in Fried South Berry? Africa. Fried what? Berry? Yes! Fried Berry. Oh my god, I love that movie. Wasn't it great? <laughs> I absolutely love that movie. It's so fucking great. Like, there's there's so much shit to unpack. Yeah. Uh, it's I like so how great. the alien in his body, like, is almost a better dad. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's, like, a good guy. He, like, wants to help people. And he's a better dad. Even yeah. though he's like, yeah, I'll do the drugs. Yeah, I'll fuck whoever. I mean, yeah. he's, you know, it's like an alien rumspringa almost. He's just experiencing <laughs> everything. He's like, what does my dick do? Okay, oh, that feels good. Oh, now I know. <laughs> yeah, I the best I watch that woman takes him home from the bar, and then uh, she's fucking him, and then she's like, at least make some noise, and then he just goes, uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. And then goes, later in the movie, you can hear him again when he's having sex, and he's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's. It's so good. I highly recommend it. It's on Shudder. Um, yeah. You can stream it on Shudder. It's really, really great. Yeah. Fried Berry. Yeah, there's uh, some good stuff on Shudder. Yeah, I fucking love Shudder. Um, so I watched... What did I watch? Oh, I watched the uh, season premiere of Rick and Morty. Yesterday. Oh, I watched that too. Yeah. It's a pretty good episode, but Mark's friend Justin said it was trash and he was really let down. Fight but Mark <laughs> But Mark and I enjoyed it. It was it was entertaining. I, I mean it's not it's not peak Rick and, Rick and Morty, but it's not it wasn't bad by any means. Yeah, I like when he's like fight fuck flee <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're not going to spoil anything, though, because oh, yeah. uh, Rick and Morty fans are vicious. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so I also watched, uh, hmm, hmm, oh, I watched Clarkson's Farm on Amazon. What? Okay, so, you know, Jeremy Clarkson from uh, Grand Tour and Top Gear, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Clarkson, during, bought a farm, like, years ago, and has had some other farmer farming it, right? Well, that farmer retired, and at the end of 2019, or the middle of 2019, he decided he was going to start doing that for himself. (laughs) And Amazon was like, we're going to film this. (laughs) And uh, it's great. It has the feel of, like, Top Gear, but without, or it has the feel of like the Grand Tour without Hammond and um, May. It's just Clarkson, but there's some genuine moment. You get to see far more emotion out of him than you do anywhere else. Like he cries when some of his lambs get slaughtered before he got to say goodbye. Oh, 
It's like really heartwarming and entertaining. I highly recommend it. Clarkson's Farm. I will write it down. <laughs> I still have the list of the movies that you gave me when we were chatting like two weeks ago. Oh, good. <laughs> Those are all straight bangers. <laughs> Even though no one calls movies bangers. Yeah, I'm just thinking of sausages. <laughs> uh, you know what? They're on the equivalent. They are the equivalent of bangers in movie form. <laughs> They're, you know, meaty and delicious. There's a little bit of juice. <laughs> um, did Kendra go to put her child to bed, or is she still here? I think she's still here. Kendra, <laughs> have you watched anything good today or this week? I, I think she's gone. Oh. I think she has left us. I'm not sure. <clears throat> I mean, if she did, it's cool. We, <laughs> we fully we fully prepared for that. But, uh, yeah. All right. Well, so next episode is kind of still up in the air. It might be about Border Town. I haven't gotten back with MK to find out if we're for sure doing that next. Um, so... It might be something. We'll we'll throw something together for July. <laughs> I don't know when it'll come out. Um, you know how we roll, guys. Uh, so we look forward to seeing you uh, next time, right? Anybody have anything else to throw in? Uh, thank you for allowing us on your podcast. Yes. yes. And, uh, Please promote please. your podcast. Yes. So, well, we're Blood, Guts, and Booze. We're a Canadian podcast about paranormal and true crime. Uh, we have new episodes every Sunday. We also have listener stories, which are every other month. And we are starting a Canadian paranormal and true crime based only series. So they're only Canadian. Uh, I mean, everyone can listen. It's just the topic is Canadian. <laughs> uh, that's starting July 1st. And, you know, we're really excited to have you guys as a guest on our show, too. Hell yeah! Oh, we're gonna be a guest. We are yes. gonna be a guest. We've <laughs> oh, got a, yeah. you know, we've got to line up all the schedules, but we're gonna do it, Morgan. Hell yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I'm really excited. I know Kendra is too. So. <laughs> Morgan just found this out. I actually hadn't told her yet. <laughs> I was gonna say she seemed pretty surprised. Yeah, she this, was excited. Nice. I, had, I hadn't like, like mentioned oh. that to her yet. We're gonna be guests. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I gotta get my last stage voice. I over. already know what case I'm gonna cover. I don't know about Kendra, but I already know. Gave me the idea the other day, so. so you can't tell us yet, right? Because she has to no. be here. No, we'll uh, we'll keep it a surprise so everyone can tune in and listen there too. Oh, I'm excited! Didn't I pick out a case for us to talk about? We were talking about it. I think yeah. it was yesterday. <laughs> don't say I anything, don't Anna. Days, I like surprises. The days yes. all like blur together. I'll have to go back through the the messenger chat to find it. <laughs> Kendra's typing. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, she thinks her internet gave out. Aww. Oh man. Well, tell her that uh, you know she can type whatever she wants to for us to say for her. Or, uh, you know, or we're just going to end it. But we love you, Kendra. We're sorry you might have <laughs> dropped out. Thank, 
Thank you for being a part of our show, even though your internet fucking sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have the same service provider, and it is one of the biggest in Canada, but it is also one of the shittiest in Canada. Just like so, in America. Just like America, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure name. ours is like the equivalent to like one of your biggest service providers. Like, That's uh, mm, Comcast? I was actually going to say, like, AT&T, but... <laughs> you, know, you know what we need in America and in Canada? Candy bandits who steal internet. <laughs> <laughs> the candy bandits from Chicago, they're coming back. They're not robbing banks. They're robbing the internet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe. <laughs> Anna, are you there? Yes. Okay. Are you rolling your eyes? No, I'm trying to see if Kendra. I'm I'm trying to see if Kendra's trying to talk. Oh, oh. Is she saying things? I don't know. She just typed radio silence. Yeah, she texted me and said her internet went out. We went fuzzy and then everything went silent. Oh. Oh, no. Hey. That's a bummer. She's in like purgatory of the internet. (laughs) Well, she'll find out how the conversation ends when everyone else does then. <laughs> We're sorry. Um, all right, though. I think we are wrapping this up. Um, we'll see you guys next time. Yes. Thanks, guys. Listen to us next time. <laughs> yeah. Because they're not seeing us, and we don't see them. Unless right. we hack into <laughs> their... Whoa! <laughs> I can finally hear you. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. So I said that me and Hubby have been watching Futurama, and then out of nowhere, it just started like sounding like you guys were aliens, and it was like, and then just silence since then. And I'm like, oh no! It's the aliens. It's the aliens. Yeah, your internet got abducted. Well,. I think I speak for everyone when I say that Futurama is a great show. It is amazing. I yes. want a shirt that has Farnsworth's face on it that says, I don't want to live on this world, this planet anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that way every day, Farnsworth. Simpatico. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, Kendra. That. Well, we are wrapping the show up now. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> We were, like, about to hang up when you jumped back in. I am so sorry. Oh, no, it's good. Uh, We thought maybe you just went to tuck your daughter in. (laughs) No, sadly, my internet just... I think cut it again. But it said it didn't want to live anymore. Oh, no. All right, well... We're going to wrap this up. Um, we'll see. We will. You guys will hear us later. And we'll there watch we go. you from the woods. <laughs> through, through your camera lens. Through your camera lens. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, bye. Bye. bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.